Welcome to another episode of Investing Compass. Before we begin, a quick note that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature. It does not take into consideration your personal situation, circumstances, or needs. Okay, this is not, so you said welcome to another episode of Investing Compass. It's not just any episode. It's not just another. It's the 100th episode. Which is really exciting. Which is exciting. So we'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. But we also got an email, which I believe is going to be our 101st episode. So we won't, we won't give away what that episode is going to be on, but it was a question from somebody. Mm -hmm. But there are a number of things in that email that were interesting. Yes. We'll get to one of them later <laughs> in that 101st episode. This is a whole episode. very mysterious one. I know. But Paul sent this email and was talking about our accents. Mm -hmm. And he sent us like a test yeah, to go through. We both have very distinctive accents. Comparative uh, to each other. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. So there's a test, and he wants us to go through and pronounce these different words. And there's four of them. There are. And so should we start with some context? So the first one is spelt S-H-A-N-I, which is how you spell my name. Yes. So Mark? Shani. Shani. That seemed pretty yeah, normal. Don't, don't, I, don't tell me I don't know how to pronounce your name. Okay. <laughs> um, the next one is... S-H-A-W-N-E-E. -E. Shawnee. I feel like that's how you normally say my name. That's not how I normally say your name. Um, I would say Shawnee too, like Pawnee, Indiana. Exactly. From Parks and Recreation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we have D-I-F-F-E-R. Yeah, differ. Defer. Defer is the next one, mate. Defer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think we've done enough of okay. this. <laughs> yeah. So as we said, this is our 100th episode, which I think is exciting. And I guess the question is, Shani, do you think that we'd ever make it to 100? Um, I mean, I was pretty hopeful, Mark. But I actually went to, uh, I went back and had a look at all of our episodes that we've um, written. And we've done 360,064 words of content since our first episode. Um, and that's around 46 hours of listening to us. Poor Will has had to deal with countless mess ups, especially after nights where we might have had too many cocktails, which is normally every night before we record a podcast. Um, and the one episode where Mark tried pre-workout for the first time right before it. Yes. Well, two things. At 360,000 words, to put that in perspective, that is half the Bible. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's something. We also had episodes that we recorded through COVID, with COVID. We recorded one episode four times because the sound quality is so bad. So, yeah, I think poor Will is right. Yeah, I think that's the sentiment that we have here. Okay, so we have what we hope is a fun way to mark our 100th episode. But the first thing we wanted to do is to thank all of you who listen to and support this podcast. I think I can speak for Shawnee or Shawnee. <laughs> when I say that investing compass is the favorite part of our job, and that's because we're both passionate about empowerment through financial literacy. And it's about so much more than becoming wealthy. It's really about freedom, right, Shani? Yeah. And financial freedom means not having to put up with toxic work environments and abusive relationships. It means taking care of loved ones and supporting them in achieving their goals. Yeah. So a big thank you for indulging our passion over the last 100 episodes. We continue to work hard and try to get better each week, even if it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> and we do hope that listening to this podcast helps you take better care of your finances and those in your life that are important to you. 
All right, so let's get into today's episode. So what do you have planned for us today? Okay, well, I thought today would be a good opportunity for a bit of a statement of purpose. Statement of purpose. Yeah, we are going to plant the investing compass flag, <laughs> okay, So as someone from a country who was colonized three times, the whole planting the flag analogy is a little bit less appealing. <laughs> three times? Yeah. The Portuguese, the Dutch, and the British. Does it count as being colonized three times if they just took it from each other? I think it does, Mark. Okay. Yeah. They wouldn't have to leave. <laughs> no. Okay. Just, just making sure. All right. All right. So- we're going to do a declaration of values. Is that a good way yeah, of putting good. it? Okay. Because if you've listened to any of our first 100 episodes, you probably figured out that we've got some pretty strong opinions about the right way to invest. And we have these strong opinions because in all sorts of markets and over the long term, these things work. Yeah. And that's a good place to start. So the first thing we believe in is that you need to invest over the long term. So we know that taking a patient long-term view helps us ride out the market's ups and downs and take advantage of opportunities when they arise. And we know that investors often overemphasize the importance of recent events, rushing into hot stocks when they're overpriced, and then fleeing from the market during a downturn. We've spent a good deal of these episodes talking about long-term investing and the impact of compounding, so that's where we'll start. So let's go back 100 years and see the impact of compounding over the very long term. Yeah, and obviously you are unlikely to invest for 100 years, but the lesson here is start early, invest for the long term, and get to the point where compounding really starts to make a difference. So we're going to go back 100 years on the S&P 500, and let's look at what $100 turned into. All right. So 100 years and $100. Exactly. We Seems are, appropriate. We're on message, on theme. <laughs> on Shani, brand. On brand. So, Shani, if you invested $100 in the S&P 500 100 years ago, you would now have $2,321,000, which is a lot more than $100. Mm -hmm. So that would be an annual return of 10.52%. And that, of course, includes both price changes and also dividends. And we shouldn't underestimate the impact of dividends. So the price return per year was 6.46%. And the remainder came from dividends. So that's close to 40% of the total return. So dividends matter, Shani. But we need to add a couple of caveats to that return. That, of course, does not involve fees or taxes, and we haven't taken inflation into account. If we include inflation, then the $100 grows into $131,642.59 in 1922. That means in an inflation-adjusted basis, the $100 grew 7.41% a year on a real basis. All right. And the long-term focus also needs to be realistic. So looking at real returns, as Shani just did, and taking fees and taxes into account matters. So being realistic means that we will actually stay invested over the long term because there's nothing that causes investors to quit like failing to achieve unrealistic expectations. Okay, Mark. So let's move on to our second core principle that we believe in, and that's being independent-minded. Following the crowd may feel good in the short term, but it doesn't help much in investing, and herding is commonplace in investing. It generally delivers average results in normal times, but then leads to destructive booms and busts, which is when many investors lose their way and make mistakes that impact their ability to achieve their goals. Yeah, and the problem is we find it emotionally and psychologically painful to go against the crowd. And it isn't just retail investors. We see evidence that analysts exhibit herding mentality, as do fund managers. And it's pretty simple here why this is bad. Most investors underperform the market. And they do that due to poor timing decisions. So we've talked about the Mind the Gap study a lot during our first 100 episodes. 
but it shows that investors underperform the results of the actual investment. And this, of course, is compounded by the fact that most active managers underperform the indexes. So a lot of damage is done by herding. And of course, it's really hard to go against the crowd. But we hope that over the first 100 episodes of Investing Compass, you've developed some healthy skepticism about the conventional wisdom that passes for deep thinking these days. So just be wary of things that sound too good to be true and the next great investing product. All right. So our next principle or core principle is that we are valuation-driven investors. So we think much of what you hear on a day-to-day basis about the market is just meaningless noise, and therefore the daily swings and volatility is also just meaningless. But our minds are hardwired to find patterns, and therefore we gravitate towards trends and project them into the future. And if you've listened to this podcast, you've probably heard us mention the CAPE ratio and the fair value that our analysts estimate on the companies they cover. A focus on valuations is a great technique to rise above this market noise and to avoid the herd. And we've tried to put the recent market movements into perspective. And a focus on valuation means concentrating on the fact that as investors, we are buying businesses, which means we need to be concerned with some quaint concepts like making money and generating cash flow. (laughs) And that can be very different than a carefully crafted narrative or just plain hype. So as Warren Buffett has said repeatedly, being an investor is being a student of business. Focus on the fundamentals of a business, selling more goods, keeping more of every dollar of revenue as profits, and investing to grow the business at a rate of return higher than what it costs you to source funds. And we want to end this on something that we hope has come across in every episode we've published. Investing is about you and about achieving your goals. As an investor, you shouldn't care about investment products. ETFs, funds, or any other product is designed to make somebody else money. They're means to an end. Same thing with trading platforms. Micro-investing platforms, robo-investing platforms, or simply brokerage platforms are once again simply a necessary evil as an investor. And remember that their interests are not the same as yours. In most cases, they want you to trade more, but as investors, we want to focus on trading less. And we keep seeing this preoccupation with trading platforms and ETF providers. And it seems like many investors, especially new investors, seem to think that the most important decision you can make is what platform you trade on. And that is the least important decision you can make. Key to being successful as an investor is to know why you are investing in the first place, to understand what you are trying to achieve. So we talk about goals over and over again, but there is no single thing you can do to set yourself up for success more than knowing why you are investing in the first place. When you focus on where you want to be and put that at the center of all your investing decisions, you can focus on what's important. And that isn't the brokerage platform or some fancy new ETF. And what is important is having a plan to achieve your goals, which involves knowing how much you need to save to get where you want to be, to know what return you need to earn so you can focus on an appropriate asset allocation. Only after all of that should you start looking at what investments go into your portfolio and then how you access those investments. Morningstar Investor is built for investors by investors. It provides independent research and data on over 40,000 securities, tools to build and maintain an investment portfolio, and investor education resources to support you, regardless of where you are in your investing journey. Explore opportunities with our monthly global best ideas. Explore our ETF model portfolios. Plan better with two years of dividend forecasts for ASX-listed stocks. Stay informed with independent thought leadership. We've built tools to help you construct, monitor, and maintain your portfolio, including our Portfolio Manager. Integrated with one of Australia's leading portfolio tracking tools, ShareSight. 
Morningstar has been empowering investor success for over 35 years. We're passionate about your outcomes and are here every step of the way as you achieve them. Take out a free four-week trial to access our resources. Find the details in the episode notes. So if we haven't made it obvious, we believe in a goals-based approach to investing, which is just a different way of saying that we believe each of us is unique. We all have different goals and different circumstances, and ultimately success is about self-awareness. Building self-awareness is a great way to stay invested for the long term because you know what you are trying to achieve. It's a great way to avoid the herd because you know that all the people telling you about some great ETF or trading platform and what to do have no idea what you're trying to achieve, no idea about your circumstances. And this isn't really what many people want to do. Defining your goals is hard because it involves thinking about the future. Most people would like to just blindly trudge forward, hoping that things will work out. Hoping that saving 10.5% means you'll have a great retirement because the government says you will. Maybe it will, and maybe it won't. But you'll never know unless you spend some time understanding what you want to accomplish. And our focus on Investing Compass is to give you the tools to do this yourself. Because we can't do it for you, and neither can anyone else. A staff fund manager can't help you achieve your goals, and a financial advisor can't help you achieve your goals unless you're able to articulate them. And this brings us to the last of our core principles, which brings us full full circle to where we started this episode. We passionately believe that knowledge is the foundation of independence, and our goal in every episode is to help provide that foundational knowledge so you can achieve your goals. Great education is not simply the ability to recite facts. Great education teaches you to think, and we want listeners on this podcast to be able to think about investing. Simply knowing what an ETF is or the price-to-earnings ratio or any other fact is only going to get you so far. So there we have it. We want each listener of this podcast to be an Investing Compass investor, which means focusing on the long term. It means concentrating on valuation levels and the businesses you are buying as an investor. It means being independent and not simply following the herd. And it means taking a goals-based approach and building the knowledge need to gain financial independence. And I certainly wouldn't call this an investing system, but each of these principles works in conjunction and reinforces each other. We both feel really strongly that this is a pathway to success. Might not be sexy, but slow and steady wins the race. We also hope that you've had a little fun along the way, took part in the Warren Buffett drinking game, and learned way too much about my dog's bathroom habits. Yes, yes, which which we actually recently learned about reading a script, yes. how many times we talked about this. But anyway, we hope you also learned that I consumed 24 hoppers to make Shawnee's dad happy. The best burger in Sydney is at the Ghibli, and Shawnee's fear of birds and love of Harry Potter. <laughs> and once again, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. We appreciate it so much. Thank you very much. Once again, we would love any questions or comments to be sent to my email address, which is in the show notes. And of course, any ratings or comments you can put through your podcast app. And Paul, get ready for next week's episode because it will be all about you. Any advice in this podcast is general advice or regulated financial advice under New Zealand law prepared by Morningstar Australasia Proprietary Limited and or Morningstar Research Limited without reference to your financial objectives, situations or needs. You should consider the advice in light of these matters and any relevant product disclosure statement before making any decision to invest. To obtain advice for your own situation, contact a financial advisor.